Welcome to the Clumsy Orc Studios podcast, Dice and Teeth. This is where we talk about tabletop gaming, painting, and daily musings in and around your hobby. And we're done. I'm Tommy. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I was going to finish. Are you doing a full intro? Oh, go on, go on, Tom. Yeah, that was the you, whole you point. Yeah, you can. Uh, you can cut this out, right, guys? No, 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 carry on. I'm not cutting <laughs> out. <laughs> anyway, I'm Tommy, and this is our first ever episode. So grab your paints, your favorite chair, pop in your headphones, and let's have a good time. Today, we've got myself, Jamie, and Sam. Hello. In our first podcast ever. Yeah, Dyson, so, Dyson what? Sorry, Tom. Dyson. <laughs> Dyson. Teeth. Yeah, Please. it's awesome. Dice and teeth. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. Now we don't just a, 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 I guess a, a little footnote to everybody who is listening. We have zero script, right? This is just <laughs> us talking Warhammer, talking what we have been up to, talking about the news that have been um, previewed on Warhammer community, what we are painting, what how our community has been painting. There's so much to get through, so the it would have taken us a full day just to have written a script. So we just thought, you know what? press record and let's just record and put a podcast out so here we are if coronation street can do it so can we uh i you watch coronation street coronation street have a podcast no i just said no it's terrible <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that's it now jamie you're gonna be marked as coronation man that's it, oh, no. that is oh, it. No. <laughs> so what do you want to talk about first then tom well to be fair you've actually i think you've put the nail on the head there Hammer community posts just because it's real close to my heart. And guess what's coming up for pre order as of next Saturday? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. What is coming up for pre order next Well, oh. uh, Jamie, <laughs> let me tell you. Tyranids have finally got a 9th edition code. I'm so excited. Yeah. All the new rules, all the high fleets, some custom art in the new book as well. I'm definitely, definitely going to be buying that hardback cover. Uh, you know, the special edition one. Oh, are you? Oh yeah, wow! Yeah, yeah. It does yeah. Look really good. Oh, fair enough. Did the Space Wolves ever get like a special limited edition? I don't think they did. Did they? Space Wolves did not. No, they got some artwork as in like a separate folder. I remember um, it coming out in one of the White Doors. I'm sure mm, it was yeah. like a supplementary artwork from the designers. Mm. Um, but then again, it's Space Wolves. So to give to give Wolves. our listeners <laughs> to give our listeners a bit of context, then obviously. Uh, Tom is a very large Tyranid player. Um, I, I, how long have you been playing Tyranids, Tom? Tyranids, um, my first model, first model that I ever bought Tyranids was back when I was 12. Nice. I only, no, no, it was my 13th birthday. I just turned into the teens and I got some money from my parents. I was like, you know what, I'm going to go to that Walker store. It's all that. of 30 years ago or something like that. <laughs> Almost, mate, you cheeky bugger. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, so what? I'm 33 now, so 20 years ago. 20 mm. years. You were actually 33. Yeah, 33. What did you? How old do you think I was? I thought you were in your 20s at least. Oh, no, <laughs> you didn't think he was in his 20s. Give I over. Uh, yeah, here, here he is. Next thing he's going to be asking for like a lift or something. Is he's trying to butter you up for something? Of course he is. 20s. <laughs> I generally thought you were like, I've had a beard, obviously made you look a bit older, but no, I, I, I Did the grey hair not give it away, mate? 
I haven't seen any grey hairs. Uh, I don't, I because know. I always wear a hat. <laughs> That's why he wears a hat. Yeah. True, true. I need to start wearing a hat. Uh, 23 and starting the receding hairs are going back already. So. Oh, dear. No, no. Yes. no, no. Yes. Sam, Sam hasn't got that issue, though, have you, Sam? You, no. Uh, no. You, you still got baby hair. It's really fluffy. I, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow okay baby baby fluffy hair nice I yeah like baby it. fluffy hair it's great we're going off, we're going off topic we're going off topic um <laughs> doing it yes yes doing it. but you know not going into the rules of the data sheets they're they're coming out with sort of a data the data card set you know to help your your gaming um uh priorities with uh, i'm sure there's gonna be stratagems and uh Relics, warlord traits, you know, the, the little data cards. In addition, some new dice. I love dice, but unfortunately, they're a lot like the um, oh, the GC the cool stuff. They it's do love it, don't they? Again. Yeah, yeah, they do. It's like, really? Come on, GW. You could have given them a little bit more. Something you know, a bit funky. we could just get clumsy purple orc. Uh, sorry, purple, purple dice done in clumsy orc. We could probably get that done. People... I, I, I would rather buy our clumsy orc dice in purple because it's It'll be purple pearl, won't it? Yeah, which probably, is really nice. Yeah, we, we, or we shiny, shiny pearl. We could have the choice of per, um, just normal matte stuff or the marble uh, effects yeah. for sure. But either yeah, way, either way, people I have asked for yellow as well, so we could put it in order for both uh, purple and yellow. Yes, yes. Anyway, so mm. super excited. Um, this time next week, I'm sure we'll be talking about uh, the price of these things. We. Um, and also, if anything else gets released in the meantime, or at least, um, I don't know, showcased. Yeah. Just looking forward to playing against them. Just to rewind there a second, obviously, you mentioned about uh, us talking about it next week. Uh, I think it's, it's only right to sort of mention at this point that we we are going or are planning to do a podcast every week and it will be released uh, every Monday at 7.30 p.m. No, it might not be recorded that day, but definitely, it's, no, it's, <laughs> definitely yeah, it's, it's probably recorded at the weekend before and then released on the Monday. Yeah, yeah. At least then we've got time to do some hobby while um, while we we sit and chat. Yeah. Um, yep, yep. And I have a feel. I have a feeling we might be having guests guests uh, popping in and out throughout the uh, throughout the series. Yeah. Um, there is no um, there's no, there's no hard stop on the length of the series either, so Ooh. we'll keep on going. Um, and hopefully you guys can join in on the fun mm-hmm. on our journey there. I've emailed Henry Pebble uh, if he's available. So far. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's not mentioned if he can come He's, uh, he's not responded yet. Hold out. I'm still holding out. Yeah, nah, we'll uh, we'll definitely get some guests on. Um, we already had Michael Duff back in uh, December, uh, talking about you know the competitive scene, what armies he has, what you know what his favorite moments were within the hobby, etc. Uh, and we'll be definitely having having more guests. You know, we uh, Tom, uh, myself, and a number of uh, our uh, Discord members have joined us in the past for events, and um, you know, and it, it'd be great to meet some more people out on the road and, and get some of those people to come and join us while we just you know hobby and geek out on a Monday or over the weekend. Be real good. <laughs> Anyway, back to back to Tyranids. You've been doing Tyranids for a while, um, and uh, I have been doing Space Wolves for a while. Hence the reason why this one is particularly, particularly this one in particular is called Tyranids Space Wolves and all things clumsy. All things clumsy. That's where Jamie comes in. Jamie, hello, mate. Hello, everyone. I think this now time to introduce myself. Um, yeah. Some of you are most likely seen me around the academy. Um, so my name's Jamie, um, and I've come on to Clumsy Altogether. Sort of like a 
a social marketing manager um, just to help out these guys and get aboard on the hype train. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I've been been in the painting hobby for like on and off for like the last seven-ish years um, but never really dedicated to an army because one, I was a bit of a lord then, didn't have any friends to play with because they thought Warhammer was nerdy, which it is Jamie, um, Jamie, hold on, let me um, let me just find that little violin I've got it around <laughs> somewhere uh, so, <laughs> originally, originally I did actually want to play Eldar but once I actually got into playing a bit more competitively, once I found out about Clumsy Orc, um I just stood to my guns and went Mechanicus because I find the entire aesthetic Mechanicus extremely cool. The Omnissiah Tech Priest becoming one with the machine, getting rid of the flesh. It's brilliant. I love it. The flesh is weak, they say. Yeah, the, 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 the Admech are a, a really awesome, awesome faction. Um, they have got a huge range, to be fair, and uh, and the, the the range is really detailed and it's re- super cool. I I'm, I really dig it. And currently, actually, um, I need to have what I say. Currently, I'm about to start reading. Um, I've forgotten the name of it now. Um, <laughs> reading or listening? Reading or listening? Uh, listening, listening, listening. Um, let's not let's not listening. kid our you. Let's not kid our listeners. You can't read. <laughs> listening whilst I should. <laughs> listening whilst I. Um, do my day to day job. Um, the name of it now, it's sort of a bit of correct me. It's the Mechanicus book from Horus Heresy. Cool. Um, and from what I recall about what I've been telling me about it, it is essentially a mecha anime if it was a book. And what I mean by that is it's just the traitor, uh, Titan Legions, the Loyalist Titan Legions, basically battling it out on Mars and it's meant to be won. Not the best uh, Horus Heresy book, but it's definitely... Uh, I've seen some reviews of it, and it's uh, been placed in like the top ten, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but that is on the list. My list right now is currently massive. Right now, from what I, I, I am actually listening to, is... Um, so I've just finished Gaunt's Ghost. That was absolutely brilliant, the first book in that. Amazing. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Um, all the characters in there was just totally fantastic and just the way it would de- everything we described um yeah gaunt's think... ghost is uh, definitely one of my favorite as well uh yeah gaunt's yeah. ghost and eisenhorn uh the two well actually no kyphus kane i like uh sort of tongue-in-cheek kyphus kane is um that's also a really really good one but yeah, yeah gaunt's ghost yeah. is good and the and the the, the the actual actor that voiced uh, in my Audible book was absolutely fantastic and I, I'm so sad that I cannot remember his name my, you'll find out in this podcast my memory is awful um, but it was absolutely brilliant I think if you ever wanted to get started into Warhammer novels I generally think um, Gaunt's Ghost the entire book series as well as um, I'm going to butcher his name now, even though it's just been said, Esselhorn. <laughs> Eisenhorn. Eisenhorn, yes. That, I've heard also, that is also on the list as well. Yeah. Uh, my book list is massive that I need to get through, but that I've heard that trilogy is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's really, really good. Really, Toby yeah. Longworth is the narrator of Gaunt's Ghost. Yes, yes, that's it. He's absolutely fantastic. I'm just looking at it now. The, the, the way he... Because he gave each member of the ghost a distinctive voice and you could very easily click on with who's talking and what's going on. And the way just it, the, the entire setting was described, like, it was very... It was sort of like the way Warhammer's meant to be, like, that's all, like, grim dark, you know, because they're yeah. battling the trenches and they're going against Chaos Space Marines here. And you think, geez, perhaps it's just a regular human going against 
a giant eight foot tall superhuman that has been um destroyed internally by the warp and yeah. no it's it's honestly amazing i can't recommend it enough um if you want to get a war have a feel that is your definitely go-to book and the great thing about it is as you go through the series it only gets better because one uh the author's writing skill obviously gets better over time and two the story progresses it's amazing i love it I uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Audible. Uh, I'm I'm just on it now just to see how many titles I've actually downloaded over the time, and I have over a hundred titles that I've downloaded and listened to. A hundred titles in Audible. My scroll are getting better, bigger and bigger. Honestly, because you just think, oh, I'll listen to that eventually. Oh, I'll listen to that, and yeah. you know, you just soon get distracted. Like I, my main plan for like 2022 was to actually listen to the entirety of Gaunt's Ghost um, and finish it off. But then I was like, oh, Night Lords trilogy. Also, another brilliant um, trilogy. Absolutely fantastic. Um, 92. Sorry, Tom. Just sorry to butt in as well, Jamie. Uh, 92. 92. Now, this is is crazy. I have, since I opened up my Audible account in 2015... um, You're not really an Audible person, are you? No. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm just playing perspective. I have bought stuff. I've got about 12, I think. Fair enough. Have you listened to any and, of them? Ah, shut up. <laughs> you haven't done it. I bet you haven't. The only, to be fair, the only two Warhammer 40k books that I've got is Hunger with mm. Gabriel Seth mm. and it's Flesh Terrors. Oh, yeah. I've and not then, actually listened to them. Uh, it's, it's real cool. I'll tell you what um, I have just downloaded um, that you'll be interested in is Warhawk The Horus Heresy Siege of Terror Book 6 it's all about White Scars okay uh, you have piqued my interest it is a 14 hour 15 minute uh, audible this would be a good time to actually mention like what are your guys so I know already but just for the viewers what are your guys favourite traitor legions and loyalist legions traitor and loyalist uh, mine is fairly straightforward uh, Tom I think I know yours as well. So, traitor is Wild Ears. Uh-huh. Hell yes! Wild Ears are so cool. And for those of you that uh, have access to our YouTube channel, you'll find a uh, most recent battle report with Wild Ears on there. Yeah. And go check it out. But yeah, no, Wild Ears definitely uh, traitor legion. And loyalist... I, I want to say White Scars, but I'm not allowed to play them on stream. <laughs> is it White Scars because you 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 said Blood Angels? Now, so so is it so, changing now because you've you you missed them? No, no. So here's here's the thing. White Scars is primarily because I just love the aesthetics. You know, these it's really sword wielding really cool. space marines yep. that are eight foot tall, just running and charging into the heart of battle, screaming for the can. You know, that's cool. I love that. That's great. But, but, um, after Tyranids, after my first model I bought of Tyranids, I did venture into Blood Angels. So I'm torn between the two. Sanguinius is dead. Kind of so both, mate. Kind of both. I know, I know. So it's going to have to be White Scars. White Scars? Now you're doing White I will strangle you. Uh, <laughs> for mine, it's fairly straightforward. It's Space Wolves and Thousand Suns. Nice, nice. Just... I think going back to the first model, this was going back. I couldn't tell you what edition it was, but I got really annoyed at myself finding out about this sort of present day. So basically, this was back when I was in college, um, six six years ago, six seven years ago. I wanted to get into the painting side of Warhammer, so I got the I got the. Um, this was pre Primaris as well, 
I got the Blood Angel Stark collecting box. I'm like, they're fucking cool. <laughs> and to be honest with you, they sounded a bit edgy. And let's be honest, as a 16 year old, you hear some edgy, it's going to pique your interest a bit. Um, yeah, and I started painting them. I gunked my fist and red all over it with an absolute load of Agrax and Normal all over it. And I was like, this is brilliant. And uh, yeah, I was actually quite sad because um, I, I, I stopped playing Space Marines essentially just because, uh, I'll be honest, I didn't want to follow the crowd. Um, Space Marines are so... They're, they're, I think I think everybody should have a Space Marine faction. Yeah, I, I, don't get me wrong. I think you are. I think everyone needs to experience space. But I was just, I was just getting interested in other factions. So at just one point, I just thought, right, I have to. I, I didn't really have to make my build and paint these models. So I just thought, eh, do you know what? I'll sell it. And I didn't look online for the price. But anyway, this this start collecting Blood Angels box. Um, this was this was like obviously six years ago. So it's pre Primaris, and it had the Bile Predator and I think like five tactical marines and a Terminator, a captain in Terminator armor. Um, I bought it for £50 but it turns out it goes for upwards of £80 on the internet sometimes mm. even more because it's the it's the I don't know what Mark Power Armor is the Mark 7 Power Armor don't ask before, me um, don't ask oh, me fair enough um, and I, so I sold it because a couple of the models were missing because I couldn't find them for about 30 quid. and, I got, and surprisingly enough it snapped up instantly on Facebook Marketplace and uh, I, I found out afterwards after I sold it um, it went for it, they can go upwards of eighty pound. I was very shocked. Um, yeah, I guess that's what you get for not looking at prices. Here's a, like... here's a question for you both. Then, so on uh, the topic of prices, what's the cheapest model you guys have ever bought, and what's the most expensive model that you've ever sold, or the highest price you've ever sold a model for? I, so for me, price I've sold a model for. Okay, go on. Yeah, so for me, I bought a job a lot of just old Blood Angels, Space Marines. Um, at some point, I, I, I might I might still have like an Astarac lying around or a Lamartis, I can't remember. But it came with two Brother Corbulos, right? And it worked out that this job lot is about 60p for this, this Brother Corbulo. And I'll tell you something, the paintwork was fantastic. I don't know who painted it. I've got a clue. Anyway, managed to sell it for six pounds. So that was a what's that? That's a that's a thousand percent markup. <laughs> <laughs> Quick maths. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's cool. Yeah. Anyway, so that that that's that's the. <laughs> I don't really sell models. That's really about it. I don't think I've sold anything more than six pounds. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think the cheapest model I bought was actually from Merfield. Mark, you're a great owner. Keep it up. Uh, I don't know Merfield miniatures. Uh, Merfield, obviously, just um, I want to say northwest. No, not west, northeast of Huddersfield, a bit west of Leeds, or like in between Leeds and Huddersfield. Uh, like a, a second-hand um, like war gaming shop. They've got all sorts in there. They've got Warhammer, Age, Age Sigma, and Forty K. Yeah, they've got D and D stuff in there as what well. Did you, yeah, what, what did you get? Um, I got a little itty bitty commissar for fifty p. Huh. That's all. And I was like, do you know what? I don't play guard. I I I only have the Gaunt's ghost models. But but do you know what? I can use this to practice my camo code. Um, the most ex I the most expensive model I bought. Um, sold. Chaos Chaos Knight. Expensive oh, model sold. you sold. 
Um, so follow your soul, yeah. So, well, it was actually models. I think the R6 No, 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 no. That's that not wasn't the, the question. You're breaking the rules. You're breaking the rules. I've never sold a model individually. See, see, what, see how hard it is. You know. Yeah. How, how yeah much... Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Basically, um, do you know a couple of years ago when the Kill Team boxes came out, uh, and they were eighty quid. God, I wish they were that price now. Uh, but they were eighty quid for the full Kill Team box, and it was no. the Mechanicus and Gene Steel one, and you got the um, Gothic runes in it. Um, I bought that. But I only wanted the uh, Mechanica stuff, um, and that sat under my bed for like a good couple of years because again, I was not interested in the hobby at the time. Um, I just liked building painting them, but I didn't like the look of jeans dealers essentially and the churches. Um, so that sat under my bed for a good couple of years, and eventually, when I just scraped together, wanted to scrape together some cash for an army, um, I sold it, and I sold the, the Gothic ruins and the jeans steel half, which I think was ten neophyte hybrids. Think the the ones with the guns, not the ones that yeah neophyte hybrids yeah yeah not the uh, more gene stealier ones. Um, and I sold that for I feel like I got ripped off here. I just undersold myself like hell, but forty five quid that went for. Not bad. Which I don't I don't think it's too bad, but obviously I know I I tried marking up the price a bit to be honest because I know ruins and terrain obviously goes for a bit more, but no, um, that's the most. Uh, so expensive model I've sold. So for me, it's a really hard question, and I think Tom probably knows that because obviously I do yeah. buy a lot of models and I do sell a lot of models, uh, and have done for a very very long time. Um, just because, well, I guess this is half a reason why we sort of set out on the on the adventure of starting Clumsy York Studios it's because I'm uh, very um, what's the word I'm looking for. Um, I'm just prone to buying things. I'm just, yeah. Impulsive. That's the one. That's what I was looking I'm a very impulsive <laughs> no, kind I of like that. Prone to buying things. That, that's, that's like saying you accidentally <laughs> fell over, your wallet came out, hit the contactless machine, well, and it you does, walked mate. out of it there does. with a load it of products. It does, every that's time. That's every time. Like to me. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. I, I can't lie. Yeah. I, I, went, I, went, I went for a game today, and uh, I bought Abaddon. Um, um, yeah, and I don't even like. So I bought him anywhere. So the cheapest model I ever bought. Bought, not been given. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> cheapest. Nah, it's got to. It's got to cost something. Cheapest model I was, I I ever bought. Can it? Uh, well. I mean, it'll be it'll be obviously one of the first ones I ever did buy from a store. Uh, I don't think I've ever bought a a cheap model on on eBay at all, if I'm honest with you, because I, I tend to look for very specific things. Yeah. Um so it probably would have just been like a blister pack from back in the day, you know, looking like uh, you know, for example, Core Hill from the High Elves. That would have been probably one of the cheapest models I bought. Oh Core Hill. Yeah. What, what, something, what a model. I love that. Something I love that model. Something like that would have been the cheapest oh, cheapest goodness. model. Um and then the most expensive model I sold is fairly straightforward. I do know that. And that is um, the Sisters of Avalon on the Dragon Forest for the Wood Elves. And I had that in a metal, uh, a metal mini. And, um, and I sold that for 
90 odd pounds I think it was um, it was unpainted it was new in box still and it wasn't being sold it had come out of production I was moving away from Warhammer Fantasy and Warhammer in general really uh, just no particular reason other than kids and family and life and I started selling through my, my entire collection and, and I think that was the most expensive one that went and it went for like 90, 90 odd quid um, and yeah it was it was a sad day I, as soon as I put it in the box it was like I regret this already. I shouldn't have done this. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know that model, you're missing out. It's an awesome model. It is two, high elf, two wood elf sisters standing upon a forest dragon um, firing their bows. It's pretty cool. Oh, okay. I know who it is. Um, I This is obviously way before my time because I'm only 23 years old and I want, I want fantasies way past me. But that's I it. Just keep co- keep calling us old, Jamie. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> uh, I got in. I actually, one of my first um, actual Warhammer experiences was through Total War Warhammer, or as I just call it, Total Warhammer. Um, fantastic game. Please play it. Um, that's honestly how, one of the ways that I got into the hobby. Um, to be honest with you, and I'll when I found out how fantasy ended, I've had disdain for Age of Sigmar ever since. Tried uh, you're not it. the only one. You're not the only one. I tried getting into it, but to be honest with you, I just prefer the look of the old world and the models of the old world, and just in general the old world in general. Because for me, if I get into a board game, I like knowing the story about it. And Age of Sigmar, I've got no clue about the story. You asked me that there's. There's realms and stuff like that, and I'm just like, what? Um, goes straight over my head. Um, but no, I know, I know who you're on about though, because they were recently, well, not recently, about a couple of months ago, they were a legendary lord in Total Warhammer. 2. Yeah, it was a, it was a deal, it was a DLC yeah. to be able to play the Wood Elves in Total Warhammer 2, and you had to buy it, and it was something like, it was something stupid, like 18 quid or something, and I think they brought it down to 12, but it's still a lot of money just for just to be able to play a faction that already exists in Total War Warhammer 1, um, but obviously with this with this legendary lord. But yeah, yeah. No. Anyway, dri- driving the conversation back to the topic of the episode, guys. Yeah, yeah, go, go for it. We went off on a massive tangent. Sorry, <laughs> listeners, but we're coming back to it now. <laughs> we actually started off on um, a little bit of uh, Space Wolves, and then all of a sudden we went into uh, prices. Well, I can talk about Space Wolves. I can talk about Space Wolves. Well, this is the thing now. Space Wolves. <laughs> I can talk Space Wolves. Now, this is, this, this is the thing, because you're all about audiobooks and things like that. Is there an audiobook for Space Wolves? Oh, mate, there is. I'm, I'm there very is. naive when it comes to... Uh, mate, there is the so many. Right. But before I do go into that one, I want to be a quick shout-out to the last one I listened to, which was so cool and so fun, and that was Gaz Cool Thracker, The Prophet of War. Uh, that was so good it just it just talks about how Gazkul comes to be and it's really really fun uh but no uh, going back to your question yeah there's loads of space wolf books uh the horus heresy is full of them and especially the conflict between uh space wars and thousand suns that's covered in in big detail and there's 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 twists and there's turns and there's betrayal and there's love and all of that sort of stuff all mixed in into this into this like three four book in fact i think it's a five book series in the horus heresy and it's fantastic i cannot recommend it enough uh however going back to space wars and more recent one the last one that they released was called the hell winter gate space wars warhammer uh, 40,000 book three and that didn't really capture me so 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 badly did that one go for me that uh, i still have eight and a half hours left of it and i have not returned because i just i lost interest 
maybe maybe I should go back to it. <laughs> maybe I should, but yeah, no, there's uh, there's a fair number of Space Wolf um, audiobooks. There's lots, lots, and lots, and lots. Of them. Um, but funny, funny thing is, though, just moving away from uh, audiobooks and going back to 40k the game. Mm. Recently, you and me, we've been trying out a few uh, Space Wolves lists, haven't we? Against we um, have, or, or at least theory crafting. Theory crafting mainly. I Harlequins think... is yeah. the big baddie at the moment. That's on the tip yeah. of everyone's tongues. Often list left, right, and so well, on. it's not. It's not just Harlequins. Harlequins are obviously there, but it is the 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 three musketeers: are Harlequins, Custodes, and Tau. Those are the three, and note the bitterness in my word as in my voice as I say "tau." <laughs> yeah. um, I those are the three musketeers right now that are just sort of dominating the top tables. Uh, and Craftworld are up there as well now. Well, Eldari, uh, they're not not Craftworld anymore. So now El Eldari are at the top tables as well, but they're not winning. Um, they're not you know sort of podium uh, as much unless it's just full Harlequins. Um, but no, we have been theory crafting uh, a little bit, a little bit about space wolves, uh, just because. Well, I say a little, a lot about space wolves, <laughs> because obviously that's. And we're going to do a TTS game tonight, I think. We are, well, we are, we are having a little bash <laughs> to to put my uh, my theory to the test. And I, and I I don't mind saying what my theory is. My theory is just more DACA. Well, not DACA, <laughs> but in space wolves, more hammers, just more hammers, uh, because you you just. You can't you can't beat them uh, on single to I don't know I, we even talked about let's say eradicators eradicators are, are one of those units that can really really delete stuff right and um, a six man unit of eradicators they 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 target a single unit they have twelve shots twelve shots and if you take the the heavy version which I tend to take just because it's plus four damage only six of them go through and then you're wounding on threes so four of them go through oh and yeah you get the heavy thunder hammers don't you what the flat four damage. I get the hammers. no, no, no. I th flat four uh, no? eradicators. Flat oh, four right, plus okay. Sorry, it's Death Watch. I'm thinking of that. I have the heavy thunder hammers. Ignore me. Continue, Do they? Maestro. Yeah, oh, yeah. Death Watch get get uh, heavy thunder hammers. I did not know that. Um, yeah. So Death at all. So out of out of six out of six shots, um, you're you know you're wounding on four. You're wounding with four of them. This is the average we're talking about because obviously they will have your you're wounding on threes. And then they've got a four-up invulnerable save. So out of four wounds, only two of those will go through, and you'll kill two things. And that's with a big, you know, eradicator. So, you know, big shooty stuff is tends to be out of the door these days. Um, and you just you need mass of dice. Anything orcish, uh, or in the spirit of orcs, will work. Anything that's you know low number, high damage, just is. Not in void currently, uh, I I think. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know what you mean by that because, like I said, I've been playing against Tal today, and just the crisis troops are just absolutely so hard to kill. Yeah, because they've obviously got the Iridium battle suit, which gives them two up save, and then the Iron Shields on the save yeah. gives them a four up pinball save. Yeah, and first of all, you've got to get through the drones as well. And it's, yeah. yeah. So the answer, the answer is just more DACA. It's not higher strength DACA. It's just you know as as weight of dice, mate. As many dice as you possibly can. At, I said AP one. Tom corrected me at AP two, and I I tend to agree with him. AP two is the sweet spot, uh, and as many of those as possible. Now, as a Space Wolf player, um, for those of you who don't know Space Wolves, Space Wolves can put out a bucket ton of uh, attacks. 
Um, so much so that when Space Wolves do attack, they don't tend to like drop any hits. They tend to generate more attacks than they started with. Especially uh, if they're hitting on twos. <laughs> well, yeah, because obviously they hit on twos, ones miss, mm -hmm. and you can't re-roll. Let's say custodies, or switch off your re-rolls. So you, you're not re-rolling any ones. So you, you, you can still hit on twos, and sixes will explode twice. So out of, say, um, let's put a number here, so say 30 attacks, you tend to come out with 34 to 35 hits, uh, and that's when you start, you know, halving it. So half because of transhuman, so you come to like, you know, 17, 17 wounds, and then you half it again because obviously you follow up invulnerable save. So you see coming to what, uh, five, six, seven, eight, maybe uh, wounds in total. That's out of a 30, 31 attack unit. And um, if eight, seven to eight thunder hammers are going through, that's going to delete most things. So 24 yeah. wounds on eight. Yeah. If eight unsaved go through it's 24 and that's wounds. and that's if you're transhumaning so you're going to have to switch off my reroll and transhuman to get that low number uh otherwise it's going to be more it's going to be much much more and much worse oh yeah yeah definitely uh, i mean I some armies so. have a feel no pain just to mitigate it a little bit yeah sure still, still sure. you're still rolling 24 dice in order to get a feel no pain but not every unit that you come up against has an additional feel no pain well and it's usually put on by a spell yeah or and most units most units that do have a feel no pain don't have trans, uh, access to transhuman ah that's true that's true or if they do it's a measly six of feel no pain yeah yeah, so um, so normally uh, it's one or the other, and uh, if you're taking feel the pain over transhuman, then instead of half at the sort of 36 points, so instead of half it'll be uh, two thirds, which is what it's 24 <laughs> at that point, 24 wounds, and then you can save half of them, so it's 12. Uh, so then you've got 12 feel the pains to make at damage three. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's rough. So uh, my the conclusion to all the theory crafting, to sorry to bore you guys, is hammers. Just more hammer. It's war hammer. Take more of those. See, the thing is, I don't even think it's been tried either. I was looking at the stats for for uh, space wolves, and they've got a thirty percent win rate in the current meta, which yeah. is real. Real low, but then the rest of the other factions that aren't, you know, your your, your three musketeers, yeah, they're pretty well. Okay, okay, you've got you've got the occasional crusher stampede still dominating, in yeah, the occasional, occasional yeah, yeah. one, but but the rest, we're talking anywhere between like forty and down to even like twenty five percent win rate. Didn't didn't Harlequins just register seventy percent win rate? Yeah, they they're up to seventy three percent win rate currently. <laughs> 73%. I think that's the highest it's ever been. I don't even think Chikari in their sort of like, you know, uh, limelight weren't up at 73. I think no. they just breached 70. I think they broke. I thought it was 60, 70. but maybe it was 70, yeah. There you go. But no, uh, yeah. Actually, you, you tend to stay away from the Thunder Hammers just because of points. It costs you a lot of points to take Thunder Hammers. I know, but the thing is, you need to start deleting stuff. You need to make that way. big impact, yeah. turn one, turn two, and possibly turn three if anything survives. Yeah. Just just to start winning on that primary, you know? Yeah. It's, Space Marines are in a bad place right now, in general. Um, and so you need, you need those damage three hits. Yeah, yeah, you do. You do. I mean, um, I think... Didn't didn't Siegler come second uh, in one of the recent GTs uh, with Adeptus Mechanicus? Is that right? Well, he came oh, he came first at the LVO. Came... Oh, first that was it. First, no, yeah. putting you down there, Sigs. Um... <laughs> uh, in the actual recent GT, the the clumsy orc GT that was that was recently got held, 
Um, I actually took very much inspiration from that list. I ran a lot of stalkers. Um, but this could be just down to me being still fairly new to it all. I came second to last. Um, I haven't done justice at all. Um, but I actually did go against Space Wolves once and just, yeah, they're absolutely brutal in there. Um, very hard to get against. And just for the majority of the game, um, I was essentially just trapped in a corner because I couldn't get out because I knew if I moved, I'd get charged. And, you know, with Space Wolves, you, you don't want to get charged because they get all the bonuses added on top to hits and all that other GLs. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh, obviously, uh, I, I, I'm. That's my first and f first and foremost faction is Space Wolves. I don't know why though, um, because they're they're very limited in the way they play. Um, it is it is just pure aggression, 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 aggression. Just like on top of the opponent continuously, um, you know. And you've gotta you gotta keep keep up the pace. You run out of resources always. You always get tabled. Um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know why. I don't. I think it's just because they're just very direct, and I, I guess I find the kindred soul in that somehow. Don't know why. No, no, no. And uh, the, the, the players I play you don't know either. No. <laughs> he is uh, he is referring to me being called aggressive in the past. Yes, I. Yeah, it's funny. But well, the thing is, you're you're the sweetest lad ever. You're not you're, you're not aggressive at all. It's just that you you you're tall as out, and uh, <laughs> you project your voice. You know that's 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 you. That's you in a nutshell. Yeah. But like I say, sweet yeah, sweet as out, mate. So yeah. So what other so, factions? What other factions do you play then, Tom? Me? Ah, okay. Let's. Where do I start? I, so, I obviously uh, know, but just for everyone who's listening. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So everyone knows that I'm a, I'm a Tyranid player through through. Love Tyranids. From Tyranids branched out into Gene Stealer Cults. Played them a little bit during Eighth. I just really like the blips. And for those of you that don't know what blips are, they're the ambush markers that are set up during deployment. So you don't actually set up your own units. You set up these little cardboard markers that are like 40 mil in diameter. So frustrating. And you just, yeah, you just place them in your deployment zone. The enemy hasn't got a clue what's going to be there. I mean, could it be a vehicle or could it just be a little terrible hero that you don't mind getting sniped turn one so then you can hide your, uh, your transport behind the building on another one of these little blips? Anyway, fa failing that, you pay two CP and you can remove up to three of them and place them anywhere you want anyway. So you, it's real cool, real cool. Anyway, I'm not going to go into that into in this podcast. We'll save that for another we'll one. Say, we'll, we'll save that for another one. <laughs> yeah. So, cheese uh, stealers, um, and then we've got we've got world eaters. Absolutely love world eaters because it's the space marines, corn, the chaos space marine uh, corn version. Everything just runs at you. The berserkers are fantastic. They fight twice in every fight phase. They're just real good. If you if you hit back or if you activate your unit and you're not hitting a berserker unit, I've got chance to activate again before you do. And um, yeah, it just gets real messy in combat. Kindred so, spirits, should we say? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the yeah, it's like it's like the chaos version of um, Space Wolves. Yeah, because yeah. we too have exploding sixes. <laughs> I also went against berserkers at the GT as well, and the exact same <laughs> thing happened. I got trapped in a corner because obviously I had next shooting armor. Um, my rustock has got destroyed by the corn berserkers, but it was just it was just a slog. I just got to both games trapped in a corner, couldn't do anything because I knew uh, the thing is I was killing him, um, killing more models. But I knew for a fact as soon as I stepped out, um, I'd get destroyed. So obviously, you were against the Lord of Skulls, weren't you? As well, yeah, yeah, Lord of Skulls. Mm. Why don't you have against... this model, Tom? Um, I do. It's just not built. Oh, okay. Well, can get it built. <laughs> 
Get a belt. <laughs> Can you get a, get a belt, please? Get a belt. Um, yeah, Lord of Souls, it looks like an absolute fantastic yeah. mobile, and I first time I went against it, and it just refused to die. I sent chicken walkers after it, if you don't know what that is, <laughs> that's the Iron Strider Bellastari, if I pronounce that correctly. Um, sent them after it, didn't kill it, Got managed to get it down to one wound, but I could not kill it thereafter. Um, and it was it was awful <laughs> against just being stuck in a corner. But um, hey, hold that's GTs for you. You win or you lose. <laughs> Quite literally. Uh, you'll get there, mate. You'll get the next GT, mate. We'll um, we'll, we'll have high hopes for you. I'm, I'm sure you've learned something from this one. Well, the next GT, hopefully, I should have a brand new codex. But the way um, Games Workshop are releasing these codexes, I don't think Chaos Space Marines will even get a codex at this point. It's been. They will. Uh, they will. It's coming. It's, it's coming. But at the same time, I don't want to give in to you know, you know the whole power creep that's been happening, unfortunately. In no. 40k as a whole, just you know, every new army that comes out is insanely strong, and I don't want to look like that sort of player that's just born to an army just because they're strong. Um, but, the, yeah. but the thing is, the Jamie, it looks like uh, every codex that's going to come out has a strong curve attached to it, and the only the the only difference, or sorry, the only one that's uh, away from this. Is actually Gene Sleeper Colts. Mm. They're a very balanced. It's a very balanced codex. It's a very yeah. Balanced I know. Dynamic. I noticed when I played against you at the academy a couple of weeks just before the GT, actually, like for like a little practice game uh, to test out the list. Um, no, they did seem fairly balanced. Like, don't get me wrong. You know, having Gene Sealers pretty much outside your deployment zone is terrifying. But you know, it, you can deal with them. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas custodies, <laughs> you dump all the shots into them and they turn off your rerolls and they've got to borrow uh, the same thing. It's just like oh yeah, custodians will just just sit in front of you all day long, laughing and having like a smoke and a chat. Um... Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I went against custodies in the, uh, in the GT as well, and I just. I got absolutely demolished by that. I think I ended up at the end of the game. I managed to survive turn till turn three, maybe. Um, but I was, the game was ended by turn two, um, and I only got lit. Everyone's going to laugh at this point. Meanwhile, um, twenty-two points I ended up getting. I did not kill a single oh, yeah. custodies model. It oh, was oh, it was well. brutal. I just dice mm. went in my favour, unfortunately. So mm. yeah, you got that violin oh, again, Tom. Yeah, no, I've I literally just picked it up now. Just even more like gut just send it over just... to Jamie. We're here. <laughs> do you know what's even more? Do you know what's even more gut wrenching? Like, I get a message a couple of weeks after, like saying, like, you know, I thought this was like an alley or something. It's what it felt like. Like, you were like, here. And he was like, oh, like, oh hello. He's like, are you the guy that? Are you the guy that played first against Custodes in? Uh, in the GT, I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, here we go. And he said, is it true you didn't kill a single model? And I was just, oh, I just wanted to ignore the message there. And like, <laughs> <laughs> Funny. My name's got out there, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, so those of you who don't know, it's uh, Jamie Rose, you can't say. <laughs> yeah, send <laughs> him didn't all. Kill, <laughs> didn't kill a single custodian. Yeah. No, I, 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 I sent that to a couple of my friends who I went to the GT <laughs> with, and they were just pissing themselves laughing all just like the books but you know just like any redemption arc i'm going to get one this next gt and hopefully be better with yeah. a brand new revamps and hopefully balanced codex because like i say i don't want to look like i'm just born into a good army essentially mm. so what else what else do you play then tom uh obviously you said gene stealers uh, yes. two nids um 
World Eaters. World Eaters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Blood Angels. Well, Blood Angels. There you go. White Scars. No White Scars. We, we don't own any White Scars anymore. Well, you don't. I still got some here. I, <laughs> <laughs> I never gave you them all. <laughs> Funny. Still got White Scars. Still got, still got uh, a second Kosaro Khan. Uh, in fact, I think this one's converted. I think I've given you the actual model. Anyway, I can't see from here. Mm. Um, uh, that's really about it. I want to try and get my hands dirty with Jakari, to be perfectly honest. I, yeah, yeah. I, I love how they play. I think they're really good. And uh, not only that, is the recent... Well, people call it nerfs, but I call it balancing. The recent balance to Jakari um, has made them... I would say a lot more enticing to play. There's a lot more challenges now that it's not just walk up and delete your opponent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, know, makes, I'm ex- more engaging. I'm excited to get Jukari because we haven't actually had Jukari on the channel yet. Um, but no, I think no, it's yeah. going to come as uh, no surprise because we are releasing a schedule tomorrow uh, that Jukari are going to be on the channel Thursday. Thursday. And it's probably a shock to Tom because he's not even. Oh no, it's not Thursday. No, no it's Thousand Sons because yeah, sorry, I remember it, it is Thousand Sons because yeah, I'm just gonna say, I've, edited, I've edited the schedule now <laughs> for all the editing. <laughs> uh, my bad. Uh, Two hundred thousand Sons is uh, is this week's um, re- report uh, on Thursday. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's in it's in the hey. making. Jakaria is in the making. Unfortunately, it's all Tyranids though. Oh, it's still all Tyranids. Oh, well, yeah. do you wanna, do you want to change yeah. that? Do you wanna do you wanna change that? Uh, we can still change I, it. I, I was at my game shop today um, I was speaking to someone and they did say that they actually played you know with the whole um, Tyranid leaks that have gotten out on the interwebs um, he did actually play with the um, new codex and he said it was a lot of fun yeah like and he really want to play and he enjoyed it so big yeah. hopes Tom mm. what, do, you, do you still want to play Tyranids on Thursday? Say yes because just... I've edited it now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I can do because uh, I know we've got a World Eaters later on. Um, at some point, no, I won't play World Eaters again because I just played World Eaters. Um, it's only going to be. I'm running Thousand Suns, so don't, uh, well, don't, it... don't, don't do World Eaters. All, right, All right, then. If it's going to be Thousand Suns, um, just because I know what they're like and I know their output, mm. why not GSE? I can uh, I can hang with GSE against Thousand Sons. Okay. okay, let's do it. Yeah. If you're if you're comfortable with that, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Fine. Uh, it's fine. So um, <laughs> Jamie is currently cursing us. And, yes, I uh, am. Right. And, so is it is it Gene Steels versus Thousand Sons? Yeah, Gene Steeler Colts versus Thousand Sons. Oh, this ain't gonna fit in the box. <laughs> no, just put GSE. Just put GSE. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll Hey guys, um, new new schedule. Yeah. <laughs> well, other other armies, other armies that we have, obviously in the studio. I mean, we our our, our collections are ever expanding. But you know, uh, my second. I know I play Thousand Suns, but it's not really my favorite faction to play, um, or my second one even. Uh, my second one is definitely Orcs. I love playing Orcs. They are so much fun to play as, uh, and I don't think I'm ever going to get bored of them. But yeah, so factions we have in the studio include Orcs, Jukari, Tau, Custodes, um, 
Triple Add Angel Space Wars, World Eaters, Tyranids, GSC, we've already mentioned, Thousand Suns, Death Guard. Oh, that, yeah, Death Guard's one. Death Guard is a big one as well. We've got a very And large... the thing is, all these all these studio armies is what our uh, local uh, academy down yes. in Leeds get to use as well. And uh, yeah, and, hopefully, and hopefully and hopefully obviously the the new uh, new locations for academy. So for those of you who uh, don't know, we are launching uh, academy in in various other locations as well. Um, and uh, the, the newest one is going to be over in the Craven District, which is uh, in the middle of in nowhere. Middle of if nowhere. I'm honest, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, I remember when you messaged me about it, and you're like, "Oh yeah, we're we're expanded up in Craven." I'm like, where the fuck is Craven? Yeah. Where, where, in where, case you don't know, it's the base. Where, yeah, uh, it's in it's in the middle of nowhere. Um, so no, it's uh, it's good. It's exciting. Obviously, we we will be launching into many other locations as well. But yeah, all these factions are um, available for all of our academy members. Uh, Imperial Knights, they should be they should be arriving on uh, Monday. Uh, we obviously have Necrons as well. I'm missing something. I feel a hundred percent sure I'm missing a faction that we don't. What, that we've got on in our cabinet. Yeah, that we don't use. Uh, well, we got Tau. Have you mentioned Tau? I mentioned Tau. Yeah. Custodies. Chaos Knights. Uh, Elder. Sure. We we have Elder, obviously. I'm I'm currently building a Chaos Knight mini army, so to speak, right now. Uh, doing like a little little side project, but um, I'll get into that later. So we have a lot of factions uh, in in the studio, and uh, yeah, like Tom said, these yeah. are these are all available to uh, to all of our academy members. Yeah, the good thing about it is when obviously when I first joined, I didn't actually have an army built up to actual battle ready standard. When I first joined. Um, well, mainly because I didn't have all the models or units or anything like that. But good thing about it, you sign up to the academy, and if you fancy playing an army, pick and choose essentially. Um, if you yeah. fancy, you know, wanting to test out an army before you actually buy them, um, that's also a good thing because I actually tested out Blood Angels for a bit um, when I first started joining um, to see if they're still good. Um, they're not. They're not. <laughs> I think they're, they're they're still quite an all right uh, they're okay. chapter. You can definitely make them work. Um, which is all, always a good thing. Yeah. Um, before eventually switching over to Cult Mechanicus, yeah. or is the fancy worse? So, uh, talking of of factions that are good and are bad, then uh, should we talk very quickly about sort of state of play, Tom, Jamie? Yeah, I think you guys are going to be more love <laughs> a lot more say on this because, like I say, I've only been like actual war game like since August yeah. last year, so really not like what like eight months. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't have quick mass. Um, yeah. Speaking of the competitive play, though, I know Sam, you mentioned to me a couple of months back that this year you actually wanted to uh, dedicate yourself to Space Wolves and Orcs. How is that going? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, I still haven't really made up my mind, if I'm honest with you. So, um, Comes Old Studios uh, not only obviously host we host we, just a very quick one going you know I'm going to re rewind a second here. Tom mentioned uh, I think Jay mentioned as well some of the events that we host. We uh, currently have two events upcoming. We have one in um, in April uh, a beginner friendly event, uh, one thousand points of 40 k any faction, and it is uh, being hosted down at Leodis Games in Farsley. 
uh, and that is on the 23rd of April so um, it's this month it's 20 days away so it's it's exciting uh, we should be have we should get the uh, the map pack, map pack out for that as well the event pack out for that in the next 24 hours probably um, and the second event that we got uh, coming up as well is our second GT uh, in June on the 11th and the 12th in, at Full Neck Golf Club and uh yeah we were we were so humbled that we uh we, we pretty much sold out uh at our first gt we managed to get up to 26 uh players we had to scramble at the end to go get another table and another mat and another piece of terrain uh just because we wanted to uh, uh we had the space to uh to, to obviously accommodate that but we didn't have the terrain or anything and uh our next our next event is uh, is in june and uh, we're, we're super excited for that same place really nice uh venue uh full night golf club in farsley beers as well uh, i would neck in beers at nine o'clock in the morning <laughs> uh, <laughs> good promotion there yeah, yeah. yeah. necking beers nine yeah. o'clock in the morning yeah nine o'clock that's what it's about yeah no, it was uh, it's a great event. Uh, I think the feedback we had from it was was really really good. We sent out obviously feedback forms, and it was yeah we we obviously we still working on some of them, uh, but overall it was it was good. So yeah, those are the two events that we are hosting. But outside of that, obviously, Clumsy Watch Studios are on the road. We are uh, on our way to Birmingham next uh, in two months' time uh, for um, the GT in Birmingham, the Birmingham GT, the large GT in Birmingham. We're also off to uh, the Leeds GT as well, uh, which we uh, it looks home town, home turf. Yeah, which we look, uh, which looks like we will be sponsoring as well. And um, the then we're at the end of the year, we're heading down to the to the London GT. So so there's three three GTs that um, the Clumsy Yacht Studios are on the road for. I think there's probably going to be another one or two of the small local ones that we're going to be going to be attending as well. So if you if you do want to join us on any of those, hit us up. We, we you know we can we can meet up and have a drink and such whilst whilst we're there. Um, and going back to Jamie's question, I still have time. I don't know, Jamie. I don't I don't I don't know. I'm still yeah. There's always time for everything. I still um... I still wake up in the middle of the night with hot sweats, thinking which faction I want to play. Uh, just because I I. I get nightmares. I have these harlequins that are sort of like laughing in my ear <laughs> as I sleep. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there you go. It's just yeah. So state of play basically is that is um, whatever factions you play as, and you know if you if you go into a large event, I guess you need to consider or take into account that you will inevitably, inevitably play against one of the three musketeers. And, yes, uh, I felt sorry for my friend Tom. Um, granted, he is one of the musketeers, but he's been playing Tao since. You don't, um, no, don't have to feel. Don't have to feel sorry for. Him. No, you don't have to feel bad <laughs> he, for him. Yeah, no, at all. He, he's he's played he's played um, Tao since eighth edition, and he's gone to a couple of tournaments with Tao in eighth edition. He he's done really well with them. Yeah, um, and he did really well at this tournament. I think he came yeah. top ten tournaments. Sorry, I can't remember the exact way. Um, came because he kept gloating essentially saying, "Haha, you came second last." <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, he, he did really well at the time. But I felt a bit sorry for him because he went back to back against custodies, and it was he went. So he, he went. He, I think his game in orbit was um, custodies, custodies, and then he went. He had a mirror match with Tau, and uh, no, he even still did really well. So props yeah. to him. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, the uh, tournaments again, I just want to quickly mention. Sorry, guys. Uh, with the, the the good thing about the beginner tournament, guys, as well, um, if you are thinking of going, uh, when I went to my first beginner tournament, I was nervous as fuck because you're in a room with a lot of people you don't know, and um, you know, 
you might not know all the rules and stuff, but the good thing about it is Sam and Tom will be on hand to help you. And as well, um, I, uh, Sam will be able to correct me on this, uh, but do we have these scaling points for painting armies? Because I know that's another thing that can be intimidating having a fully painted army. Uh, if you recall at the last event, for our beginner tournament, definitely there'll be yeah. um, there'll be a, a, a scaling uh, pointed battle ready bonus. So if you are fully painted, you'll have your ten points for being battle ready. If say you've got I don't know anywhere between ninety percent and a hundred percent, it's down to nine points. Eighty percent to hundred uh, percent is eight points. Seventy seven all that is a sliding scale so at least then for people that aren't very uh fast on the painting can still enjoy a game competitively and it just yeah. makes it makes the whole interaction and getting out and enjoying competitive play or at least learning about competitive play that more involved because you're yeah. not restricted you, you are getting some points for a half painted army or at least a yeah yeah it just opens it up to everyone and, really there's quite a few people that are put off by not receiving any battle points whatsoever yeah um, definitely and another good thing about this is obviously if you're an academy member you can't actually use our armies um but i know at regular tournaments you don't actually have um referees on hand like if you make a mistake like say you've got to move or stuff like that that's on you but luckily if you're, if you're, you let us know yes i'm a beginner i don't know all the rules you know these two will be able to on hand unfortunately i won't be there because I, I i got caught up with the in-laws in, unfortunately so that's me tied up uh but no i'm really going to miss it because i was actually really looking forward to going um and plus it's great to speak to you guys in person um but no i i'm sure it'll be a smash it just like last time I yes, <laughs> going back to let's stay on topic this time. Going back to keep getting sidetracked. Uh, competitive, yes. So Stam's mentioned uh, obviously regarding the orcs and space wolves. Keep having nightmares about harlequins. Completely understandable. Uh, Tom, how are you finding this sort of like season this year for competitive? Well, the thing is, I haven't played against harlequins yet. Oh, in fact, no. Wait, I tell a lie. I've played against one. One Harlequin list, and it wasn't it, it wasn't the best. Um, I still lost, <laughs> but um, not hitting on anything but four, five, or six is real depressing. Real depressing. I mean, even if you hit on fours normally. So let's take an example. Gene Steeler Colts. They hit on fours normally. They get a crossfire marker, which gets them down to threes. You know, that's that's that, that's the whole point yeah. of having a crossfire marker ability for the entire army. Yet, when you're going to Harlequins, you're hitting on fours. It doesn't matter about the plus one because you don't get it. And then all of a sudden, they're at minus one as well. So even if you don't get the crossfire marker, you're then hitting on five. So you have to get the crossfire marker to then hit on fours. It's crazy. It's crazy good. But yes, um, it's quite akin to your uh, can I, can I, sorry, can I point you out to Orcs? <laughs> I, I, I point you in the direction of orcs. <laughs> right. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, poor. Poor. Orcs just will not hit on anything. <laughs> yeah, but you have to roll over 100 dice just for orcs, so the oh, chances yeah. are in your favor. <laughs> I don't know about that. Mm. Uh, so any other sort of state of play I think that's pretty much it isn't it Yeah, there's nothing much more to say about that it's Custodies, it's currently run by Custodies Harlequins and Tal but mainly Custodies still um, yeah, well, there's a few 
more there's a few more gts that have been happening uh recently uh, maybe as a topic for our next podcast our next episode uh could be delving into a little bit more competitive and state of plays and yeah. what's happening in and around the world and just just sort of delving into just touching the uh touching the surface really about yeah. what is what is better and what isn't along with our regularly scheduled um dates from warcom what's on the painting table uh, in fact we haven't been through that yet so let's but let's just take the next five minutes uh, just before we um we end the episode what is on your painting table sam what's on your painting table uh, on my painting table, or do you mean personal, on... personal, Pers- painting table. personal what, painting what, table? What have you got? Yeah. Oh, mate, my personal table is so dusty. Um, <laughs> it's it's space wolves. Um, it's space wolves. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's more terminators and more thunderhammers, and a big, big dude with a very big banner. It's a very, very big banner. Uh, that's it, really. It's just space wolves. You. Me on my painting table currently is let me have a look. Uh 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, <laughs> 70, yes. 70 yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to that new profile. On my <laughs> painting table, I'm currently going through so I've I'm, I've got a couple of things on my painting table. So I'm currently a kit matching together. I've got a Chaos Knight. Um and I'm currently, so I, I've got like a little project on where I want to dedicate each night essentially to a Chaos God. The first one that I'm doing is actually Nurgle. So what I've done is I've got some green stuff and I'm essentially just green stuffing a bunch of Nurgle stuff, like, you know, growth, tumors, that sort of stuff. Um, just basically all over the model. And what I've actually got inspiration from is if any of you have played uh, Dead Space, the Wall Guardians. Um, I won't go into too much into the depth. Uh, it kind of says it in the name, but it's basically a human strapped to a wall with a bunch of ropes all around them, and they, they shoot the player. But anyway, I'm sort of getting inspiration from that. So what I've done is I've placed a hopeless uh, <laughs> guardsman, um, and I've just kind of glued him onto the top of the night, and I've basically got green stuff tentacles <laughs> coming all off of him, essentially. So it looks it looked creepy on the tabletop, but no, I'm liking it so far, and then. The other thing that I've got on my table, I'm currently going through some case space marines. I'm doing them in like a neon sort of colour, which I'm really happy about. It's helping practice with the airbrush that I got a couple of months ago. Um, now they've been really good. Um, so that's me, but being on my table. Yeah. That's, that's cracking. It's definitely um, the modification side of things and the customization I have yet to still do and get my hands around. But yeah, it's, yeah uh, I think, it's I think that. I think for the night thing, I think I'm going to pick up that night box that they sort of announced. Um, I'm going to do a corn one. And the idea that I had for that was I'm going to paint and power paint my blood first to sort of like yeah. put the panel will be like a, a lava sort of colour. And then obviously maybe buy some uh, corn stuff from the various kit bashing websites and just go from there. Obviously, I have it decorated with melee only, of course. Got cute to the theme, but. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> I need to stop buying models like I said, I recently bought Abaddon today so looking forward to painting that um, I really want to practice glazing on the sword, like hand glazing I don't glazing off the airbrush obviously but mm. I need to practice hand stuff um, yeah. yeah it's always hard um, do you guys want to talk about the sort of questions we had in his discord, go through them 
Uh, yeah, no, we are obviously reaching the the hour mark, and, and uh, just to go back on on what we f- sort of first started out, this this was very much an unscripted uh, podcast. Just to get uh, just to get going, uh, we do plan on doing many many more. Um, but yeah, no, we uh, we do have we do have obviously just going back on obviously what just Jamie just said. We do have a, dis- a Discord. Yeah, it is totally free to join. Um, if you are watching through YouTube, it also will be in the description uh, down below. And uh, and in that in that uh, podcast, we have a channel for sorry in that um, in our channel sorry we do have a a podcast uh, channel so that if you have any questions or anything you'd like to ask Tom myself or any of our guests on uh, that week, then you are more than welcome to to jump on in and and post those in there. So uh, yeah, uh, Tom, do you want to ask the questions, mate? We can do, we can do. Let's have a quick gander. So, uh, in our podcast channel on our Discord server, um, we have quite a few bits and pieces. We have quite a few um, questions. So we, I do, didn't... we do. I'm, I didn't... Not gonna, I'm not, I'm not going to read out all of them. Because are, you, are you not? I've, okay. No, no. I've, I've, I think some we should save in, for the next time. You know, keep the listeners sort of fixed Fine. to our name. Dive and, dice and teeth. Uh, <laughs> So I've put a little uh, heart on those on some of them. So why don't we why don't we why don't we go through those ones? Yeah, sure, sure. So, so the first one we've got is um, from Ali Bongo. It says, "What is your perfect Sunday?" And that's to both of you. That's to all of us. So Sam, go ahead. What's your perfect Sunday? It's perfect Sunday, just in general. Yeah, just in general, man. Oh, Sundays. I just like to just put my feet up. I'm. <laughs> I I work continuously, nonstop, all the week, and you know, all the, from literally from the moment I wake up, I wake up at the first thing in the morning. I go for my runs. I, you know, I look after myself, and then I get to work, and then I got kids, and then in the afternoon, I, I'm doing stuff here. Obviously, I'm doing more stuff with with obviously Clumsy York, and then Saturdays tend to be really crazy because again, we're quite an active family, so I tend to chuck the kids in the car and drive God knows where into the Dales. And go for a walk, and then Sunday I just like to put my feet up and just like watch a bit of TV, maybe even play on the Nintendo with the kids, have a coffee, and who knows, maybe even have a little sleep, maybe fall asleep. Just night. Okay, so we know that Sam wants to be fifty years old. Okay, Billy, <laughs> uh, Jamie, Jamie, what's your perfect Sunday? What other perfect Sunday than going to church as God intended? And we'll leave it at that. And my perfect Sunday is getting absolutely hammered. So, <laughs> uh, my, my perfect Sunday is kind of what I do now. Yeah, Sunday is essential. My board gaming friends with uh, my friends. Um, it's good to have a clash up in the week because, um, unfortunately, um, getting older, I've realised that it's hard to do stuff when you're an adult. You know, I've got I've got I've got a full time job myself, uh, university. I've got a girlfriend, and obviously, I've got friends that I need to, you know, I need to obviously see, spend time with, so no, I've, I've fully dedicated Sundays to essentially be my Warhammer day. Told my girlfriend, so now she don't make plans on Sundays <laughs> anymore, unless it's in the afternoon slash evening, so that's my perfect Sunday, just doing what I do now, having a beer, chilling at um, the, the hobby store and just, just having a fun time. Do you know what my perfect Sunday would be? Well, it has to be a summer day obviously mm. and last summer i got into smoking meat smoking yeah. oh, yeah. meat smoking meat what not putting it in a fag and rolling it up and smoking it that way we're talking get some maple oh, chippings as in cooking right or some Sorry. applewood chippings uh-huh. 
and you put it into a smoker, you get a big flank of like brisket, or uh, yeah, big brisket. Brisket was my latest one. Put it into a smoker, you leave it in there 16 hours, 18 hours throughout the day. You constantly get you well, you get up at four o'clock in the morning and you just smoke it all day, and then at the end of it, you can just ah, oh, the meat. Mm, that's my perfect. Sounds sunlight. amazing. Anyway, it is. It is. It's it's mouth watering. Um, and I really want to get back into it this year. This mm. is I know I know it's not hobby related, but um, Perfect Sunday would actually be looking after a good I don't know five, six, seven kilo of meat <laughs> in a smoker, and just having a few beers with my mates around and Very just cool. chilling. Yeah. That's that would be my Perfect Sunday. Fair play. What's the next anyway, question? Listen, from the same from the same guy, Ali Bongo. It was if you could fix one one rule in 40k, what would it be? Now I'm going to go first with this one, if that's all right. Uh, yeah. And the one rule that I could, that I want to to see fixed, and I'll give you a solution, is actually line of sight shooting. Sorry, not yes. line of sight shooting. Yeah. Now, now the only reason why I say I'll give you a reason how or how to fix this is I have two options. The first one is. Line of sight shooting. Oh, sorry, non-line of sight shooting. You reduce that weapon's AP by by one. So if it's negative two, yeah, yeah, it's now negative one. So, you know, so you can shoot without being you can shoot without seeing your target. But as a caveat to that, as a con, the, the weapons are less effective. Now I do like that, but in addition, if 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 that doesn't come into play, it's what the new Tyranid book has, and that's what we call spotters. Now. You can only shoot non-line of sight weapons to a target that is that can be seen by a synapse unit in Tyranid. See, I think, so that's, that means a, I think that's a really good idea. That um, is really, really good. Because, because if you think about it, of, it's thematic yeah, as well. Yeah, it's, it's a yeah, way of it's a really dealing with non-line of sight non-line of sight <laughs> shooting. <laughs> there we go. Well, it is, it is, it is, it is shite. Um, but it's non-line of sight shooting. It's a way of dealing with it without having to commit to the other side of the board, basically. So I do yeah. like that idea, yeah. I, what I still find really uh, frustrating with rules that ignore line of sight is that most of them take away any um, cover saves. Uh, going back to what you just said about like giving them, you know, taking away like one AP or something, they shouldn't take away cover saves as well. You know, a missile goes up in the air, it comes down at you, and you're in the and you're in the ruins. It's still you're still going to be taking cover from said missile coming towards you. It doesn't matter what direction it's coming from. I just yeah, I find it frustrating. I find that real yeah. frustrating. They shouldn't take away cover saves. The only thing that maybe should take away cover save is a flamer. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Because that, that just pretty much engulfs whatever's in front of it, whether yeah. it's whether it's behind the ball or, or not, brick or or yeah. flesh. You know, it's all going to be molten at the end of the day, isn't yeah. it? What about you, Jamie? What would you fix? You know, I'm I'm kind of on the same board. Um, the ignoring line of sight weapons are absolutely brutal. Uh, I'm sure people that have gone against Tal with fragmentation launches absolutely brutal to go against, and they cannot cover. Um, so they're absolutely brutal to go against, and I think. What Tom's like, say what you suggested. Um, again, it's just a line of sight. I think my suggestion would be rather than the AP, just like a minus one to hit or something like that. But I suppose if you go a little bit dense cover already, you already get that minus hit. But no, I think I think the line of sight stuff. I think I, I was speaking to Dan Grant in the Discord the other day, and I think that's becoming the meta now, just ignoring line of sight weapons. But I think that what the Tyranids have got now, where you get a spotter essentially, I think that's really good. 
It's definitely an improvement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, another question we've got is if Magnus and Lehman Russ had a had a rematch, who would win? Oh, you can't ask me this. <laughs> Come on, Sam. <sighs> this is for you. This is a question solely for you. If Magnus, but the thing is, right? We don't. So is this on? So obviously, this is this question is law based because obviously there is no be, there's yeah. no Lehman Russ on the table. Um and and it's it's just it's impossible to answer. I'm taking I'm taking the coward's way out of this answer of this question because there's no way of answering this because we don't know what Lehman Russ looks like. You know what is his? Has he evolved? Is he more? Is he more bestial now? Is he because somebody a little bird told you and I didn't they Tom that um that maybe Lehman Russ was coming out in a in a uh Morathi in a twin pack in a Morathi yeah. form so that you were like. You know, you're Primark Lehman Russ in one form and Howling Wolf in another, very much like Marathi. So anyway, that's really, that would be amazing. And the same little bird told us the same uh, was going to be coming coming true with with obviously the release of World Eaters, but we'll come back on to that later on. Um, for... So I will say yeah. So if you don't have an answer, we'll move on to our final question. Yeah, I think it's. Because, I think um, I think it is. I think it is. It's probably still Lehman Russ, if I'm honestly, but carry on. Yeah, I think like, to be fair, it's got to be Lehman Ross. Anyway, um, so we're going to leave on one of these questions, and it's going to be, um, why do you play Warhammer? I like. I I saw this question, and I I really liked this question. Uh, this was from Goblin Warboss, and uh, you know what? When somebody when I when I read that, I actually sat back and I thought, wow, I I haven't actually been able to think about this for so long and why do I do it it's just an awesome for an automatic thing now every day um but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna drag it out a little bit sorry I know Tom's trying to cut me off but I'm I, I don't care um, <laughs> I can I can see you like it's it's on an hour Sam stop now uh, no uh, so I I started playing uh, I started playing Warhammer because of the paint I Really, I I come from a family of artists, for lack of another word, I guess, um, and I and and I really like uh, I really like painting side of things. And then my dad used to be uh, one of these people that used to like go hang out in a casino in a good way, um, and uh, and obviously I think that's where I get uh, Warhammer from. So I just I like painting and I like rolling dice. There you go. Hello, Jamie. What about you? Why do you play Warhammer? Uh, mine's actually a bit a bit. I want. I... It's sad, really. Um, obviously, I, 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 growing up, I always enjoyed like you know the sci-fi, fantasy sort of stuff. But unfortunately, I, I won't say bullied for it. But obviously, I think we can all agree that it's sort of like looked down upon in a sense. So I didn't really like talking about it. And um, you know, I wanted to play the game, but unfortunately, I was kind of shy. I didn't want to go up to people and say, "Hey, do you want to play with toys that shoot things?" They'd look at me and think, "What?" Um, but anyway. Um, Honestly, I enjoy it because one, it I, I sort of see it as like a de-stressor in a way. Obviously, if not, if I go against custodians or tower or anything like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's know, just because you it. You know, it gets me out of the house. It lets me focus on like painting. And, you know, it's rewarding at the end of the day. You finish the model and I think, wow, that looks damn good. You know, you, you learn a new technique. You learn different skills. It, I think it's really good, and it gives you, you know, that sort of self gratification. You know, it helps with your mental health in a way. Um, I read an interesting article. Um, it's, it's going, I keep doing this. I keep thinking of remembering articles, but I can't remember where from. But it was basically just like, talking about mental health and Warhammer, you know, 
I think I think we can all agree like lockdown um, affected everyone's mental health extremely hard. But um, I, it helped me get through it just by painting plastic miniatures and really enjoying it. And then after we got out of lockdown, I was like, do you know what? I've got like a little strike force here, like a little patrol. I want to play with them and see what they can do. And here we are now going to the competitive GTs and having a good time meeting new people. And, you know, it, it's really helped me and I've really enjoyed it since starting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously deep, meeting. I got deep really quick. <laughs> <laughs> Meet, no, meeting, meeting obviously lots of people is, is part of it. I've met some amazing people. I, you know, I travel, you know, that's how Tom and I met as well through obviously a, a love for the hobby. And uh, no, it's, it's a fantastic time to be playing Warhammer. Uh, what about you, Tom? How, why do you play Warhammer? Why do I play Warhammer? Now, this it can't be split into multiple reasons, but I'll give you the first and foremost why I play Warhammer, or why did I start playing Warhammer. It is really a friend of mine, um, unfortunately, uh, uh, he's, he's now passed away, um, Rob Smith. He got me into into Warhammer with a bunch of my mates. Um, you've met Dave. Uh, uh -huh. Dave was part of that group as well. So we all, we all started together. There was about three or four of us uh, which then branched out to about seven of us when we were 12, 13 years old, all got into Warhammer because of um, our, our friend Rob Smith. Um, and we played Warhammer Fantasies, I think it was, to begin with, and then we went into the 40k side of things. I think Dave actually had Tyranids at that point. Uh, I did a bit of Eldar, Dan did a bit of Orcs. Anyway, it was really good because it was at a point where computer games were not as immersive as they are now or as much as they would have been so we thought you know what we like games we like doing that we like we like the fantasy side side of things we like creating scenarios you know we're a, <laughs> we're an imaginative bunch um so anyway that brought our group together and you know it um it, it made it made a nice little uh, social click with us which was great so that's the reason why i started into warhammer but why do i play warhammer from then until now and to be perfectly honest it's meeting new people it's the yeah. social interaction that you get from this game yeah it, gone are the days where you you play it in a darkened room at your house with like one mate or anything like that you know it's a whole new hobby it's a whole new world i mean there's even talks about it becoming the next t-sport e-sport whichever phrase that you want to do now and it's becoming a lot more mainstream, you know. I mean, the likes of Henry Cavill are involved as well. And it just goes to he show helps. that... He helps. He definitely does help, you know, um, with people feeling more secure about um, this this sort of taboo kind of hobby, doesn't he? Um, well, it's not only that. It's not the fact that it was... Uh, it's not that it was classed as a taboo hobby as such. But it's more to do with people now just, I'm putting it bluntly, but just not giving a shit anymore about what yeah. people think, which is good, which is how it's meant to be. There's uh, too, there's too much of that when I was younger about what people what thought people about thought me about and my hobby. Yeah. You know, it's me, it's my hobby. I want to play it the way I want to play it. And there's nothing that you could do or say that's going to stop me. And there's tons of people out there that love the hobby for what it is. And yeah. that's what I like about it. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a huge community and we've all got that love for the hobby whether yeah. it be building, painting, playing, you know? It's great yeah, it's to have yeah. that that sort of similarity with tons of other human beings out there. It's great. Yeah, so, definitely. So good. Definitely. I, I hear what you're saying about it kind of being like a taboo because going back to the Henry Cavill, uh, I'm glad, you know, people like him, <laughs> it sort of like leans away from the stereotype, unfortunately, because you've got Henry, Henry Cavill. 
Um, but unfortunately, you know, there is some people that still kind of look down on it in a sense because I, I don't know if you ever saw it, but that, that Graham Norton interview that he did with uh, Henry Cavill regarding it, it just seemed. I don't know, it was just me, but it, it seemed like you were a bit dismissive of the hobby. Like, you know, Henry's clearly passionate about this and he's really excited to talk about it whenever he gets the chance. And, you know, it seemed like Graham just kind of pushed him to a side a bit. So, yeah, unfortunately, there is people like that. But no, I, I'm kind of in the same boat where you just don't really give a crap anymore. <laughs> um, so, nice yeah. self-censor there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, how do you know? That's the first one you've done this entire hour. But for people that are cho- joining in in the future, this is uh, what we call um, a PG, definitely a, a rated 15, maybe even 18 occasionally. You know, the F-bomb certainly does come out of us because we do get I do apologize. About, it, yeah. about it all. But it's something to expect, you know? <laughs> Podcasts. In their nature, are rarely clean. So, uh, for those of you that are joining in on this first episode and uh, a bit taken aback by it, but welcome. This, this, <laughs> this is us off screen a little bit. Um, obviously, we'll try to keep it to a minimum. But um, I yeah, don't no, we're, we're all passionate. I don't swear. <laughs> you will do. One of these episodes, it'll no, be just you swearing. No, I don't swear. <laughs> No, that's good. Well, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a great. It's, you know what? I I'm already enjoying this. I want to do much, much more of it. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna cover everything. We're gonna cover you know the releases. We're gonna cover the factions. You know, um, questions are already streaming in on the uh, the podcast channel in our Discord. And uh, I'm really looking forward to actually uh, digging into some of those in in the future. Uh, and yeah, just yeah, just doing doing what I love, which is uh, which, which is Warhammer and everything, everything Warhammer. And any painting questions, anything like that as well, because obviously we are mainly a painting studio. If you've got any uh, questions in regards to uh, painting techniques or any of the models that we've done, and you'd like to know how we did them, just post us a, a comment in that uh, in that Discord channel, and we'll be we'll be able to answer it for you. Definitely, definitely. Now, I know we said it was going to be about an hour, but we have got to an hour and 20 minutes, so forgive it. It is our first ever episode, um, but we're going to do the sign-off now, and uh, we'll we'll go from there, really. Uh, It's really nice that you've uh, taken the time to download this podcast or listen it uh, through one of your podcast service stations, or even YouTube, um, as this video will be going on there um, with a with a, with a static logo, but still, you'll hear our lovely there's voices. A, there's a little, there's a little, you're painting them. There's a little, there's a, there's a little circle going round, isn't there? Uh, oh, yeah, so there's a little circle. It's not so entirely it's not static. static. There we go. It's an animation. <laughs> it's an animation. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, thank you for tuning into the Clubs yes, Studios you. podcast, Dice and Teeth. Teeth! <laughs> and if you'd like to support us, the best way of doing this is by joining our Discord, subscribing to YouTube, turn on those notifications. You can also subscribe on Twitch, both of which we stream weekly live battle reports for you to tune into. Twice a so, week. Twice a week now. Twice a week now, yes. And yeah. gaming Fridays as well, you know, you know, a bit of a sneak peek, but Friday, Battle Sector. Playing more Battle Sector, yeah. We uh, Tom and I had a bit mm. of uh, um, an issue with it uh, last week, but uh, I'll be definitely Hopefully streaming it. Sword. Yeah, or Tom will definitely be streaming it, just doing the campaign. Uh, you know, we've got many, many Warhammer video games that we want to be covering. You know, and not to mention some of the ones that are coming out later this year: Dark Tide, uh, Space Marine Two. You know, we, there's lots of games that we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be streaming, all centered around obviously our favorite hobby. So yeah, keep stay tuned for those.
Well, actually, might have been a bit of a ferment side as well. I'd love to get back into that game. But anyway, I'm talking. Cheers for listening, <laughs> guys. Yeah, thanks so much. Yes. Take care, guys. Enjoy the Bye. hobby. We'll see you soon. See you soon.